Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Brandon and with me as always is Steven here to talk about dating apps. Our aim is to look at the pros and cons of dating apps and how different experiences have molded different opinions of these platforms. In addition, we will provide context on some of these experiences through storytelling and talk about what we think dating apps have right and where they need to improve. Cool. So we got a special episode here because for the first time ever in the history of the Everything Must Go podcast, we have two guests here. We've got Daniel. Hello. And we've got Danny. Hi. Sick. Yeah, so sick. <laughs> right off sick. the bat, sick. Everything Must Go is always pushing those boundaries. Yeah, you didn't think it was possible to have more than one guest, but we uh, we proved all you wrong. I sure all the didn't think it was ever going to happen. So let's uh, let's hear a little bit about Daniel first. And then we'll talk about Danny. We're going in alphabetical order here, all right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, man. First time I uh, tried Tinder it was actually my senior year. Hold on. No. <laughs> He's going right into. <laughs> no, just tell us about who you like, are. Any background? Any background? Who you are as a human? Oh, I'm uh, Daniel J. Wright II. <laughs> I, ha- I hail from Missouri. I uh, work in digital marketing, and I. Uh, I love uh, I love random hookups on dating apps. There we right. go. All well right. spoken. <laughs> All right, Danny, you're up. Well, I'm Danny. I'm 21. I'm born and raised in Chicago, and I've used dating apps. <laughs> All right. There we go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that uh, transitions well into our first point. So I wanted all of us to kind of provide context for our listeners on, you know, whether or not we've all used dating apps, which apps we have used, how frequently we've used them, and in 100% honesty, what your main purpose of the app has been. So we can go down the line. Daniel, you want to start off since you were so gung-ho about it? I, uh... He was so eager to talk about it. <laughs> I, uh, ironically, the first Tinder date I ever had ended up being a long-term relationship um, for someone I dated for almost four years. Okay. And uh, then when I did it, it was surely a joke. Like, I had no intention of ever, like, going on a date from an app. Like, I thought it was ridiculous. And um, uh, fast forward to uh, where we are now... Me kind of recently out of that relationship, I'm ironically using it again with the strict purpose of not finding a relationship. <laughs> so how how often do you use it? Um, I'd say fairly often. I'm on it uh, at least four. I'd say four times a week. Okay. And I uh, I kind of shuffle through between Tinder, Bumble, and I recently jumped on Hinge, but I haven't uh, spent much time with that one. Okay. All right, Steven, what about you? Um, yeah, so I, I was pretty resistant of the whole idea of dating apps because I just, like, I think a lot of people, there's sort of that idea that dating apps feels either like desperation or that it's just kind of like a hookup thing. And I, I've been single mostly of the, or uh, most of the time out of the last like four, four years or so. So for me, I'm kind of like hot and cold with it. Occasionally I'll download it, go on a couple of dates, nothing too big. Uh, I, I met one girl that I actually like had a girlfriend for a little bit based off of um, one of the dating apps. 
But all in all, my experiences with it have been not the most positive. I've met some pretty cool people, but nothing is ever too involved or too serious. So no, I've definitely not found like a love or anything. Like I've, I've, I haven't found myself in a long-term relationship from it or anything. What, which apps have you used? Um, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and then I, I actually downloaded... Grinder. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I downloaded We're Coffee kidding. Meets Bagel, but I was just like too impatient. Okay. I, that's one of the things is I'm also just super impatient, and I just never want to put in the work to actually do it, so I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm pretty bad at it. Gotcha. All right, Danny, you're up. All right. Well, I um, have been on and off of dating apps for the past few years now. I started off on OkCupid when I had gotten out of a relationship I'd been in for exactly one calendar year. And I was on OkCupid for a while. Then I'd met my boyfriend of a little over two years. We broke up. And then I started going on Tinder and Bumble and one time downloaded an anonymous hookup app and nothing happened out of that. But I would say all in all, I've used dating apps largely to meet people and to go on dates and try to find a genuine connection. Okay. But I've gotten pretty unlucky with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I guess I'm all alone here because I've never <laughs> used any dating apps. Um, well, actually, that's not entirely true. My sophomore, Stephen and I, sophomore year of college, I don't know if you ever got this email, Stephen, but... On my like UT email, I got this invitation for like a a, a college dating. Oh, I certainly <laughs> did. I certainly did, but I wasn't a loser who would actually <laughs> do anything with that. Did you do something with it? Well, not really. I actually didn't meet a friend on there, but um. Oh, oh met a friend. So what kind of friend are we talking about? I I tend <laughs> I to be gullible. We got lots of friends. No, yeah, she, talking she about like went to Virginia Tech or something. So I I never actually like met her. We just we became friends like long distance friends, but I, um, the reason I downloaded it was their like marketing scheme was like, Oh, somebody that goes to your school suggested your email to this thing. So you just fell <laughs> for it. I was like, Oh shit. Who the fuck is it? <laughs> and like, so they, who, who actually knows your email address? Like it's like, let alone a phone number. No, this girl knows my email. Like listen, listen. All right. Oh it was a lonely time in my life. I was looking for some companionship. No. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Well, we, we got to ask the question as to why are you opposed? Kind of like, like what we asked before we started here. Why are you opposed to using a dating app? Uh, well, in this current moment, I'm not looking for anything. Like I, I'm pretty focused on a lot of things in my life. And I feel like uh, specifically pursuing something um, – is just a distraction from the things that I want to focus on. But secondly, my, I guess, immediate connotate, like understanding of how these apps are utilized, at least I guess from a male perspective is they're used to try to hook up with people. And that's never really been my MO. So part of me like wants to just because hookups might be fun, but I also don't want to start down that path. So I, I kind of avoid it altogether. And I also like, just for the, 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 I, my idea, I guess, of finding companionship, I think 
you have a better chance of a sustainable relationship when you're not looking for it and it just fits rather than when you purposefully, I'm going on this thing to find a person for this specific purpose, you know, rather than like developing a friendship and then from that friendship may become something else, you know, I mean, all, all the corny stuff, but I, I think a lot of it rings true. So that's kind of where I stand. Okay. Well, let, let me ask both you two here. So what to you, do you see the possibility of romance existing on a dating app? Um, I first thought absolutely not, like absolutely not. And then I had that happen and I was like, shit, I guess it can. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess like I proved myself wrong basically, but I don't want to admit it because I fucking don't want to ever admit that you could get in love from a, you know, tender, but mm, shit happens. Yeah. I mean, I found my, um, last significant other through a through a dating app and that was you know a relationship that lasted over two years and he and I had a very close relationship we were best friends so I didn't think you know I mean I thought I'd get a relationship from a dating app but it was interesting how deep of a connection that I got I wasn't expecting it but it was a welcome surprise same yeah like I was I was in love with this girl for a while I was yeah so so with both of those experiences your even though those relationships didn't end up like working out it hasn't sullied your idea of the dating app like you actually still think of it as a positive experience because of the relationships you got out of it oh absolutely um yeah even though it didn't end well i think even like the most negative stuff that can happen in your life often turns into a positive you know it just makes you stronger more resilient just general life experience yeah so absolutely it was a positive uh positive experience and I got laid out of it, so win-win-win. You <laughs> <laughs> brought it there. <laughs> I would have to wholeheartedly agree on that statement. <laughs> All right. Well, so what I wanted to do, because I don't use dating apps, is I wanted to, to ask you guys a series of questions to see, you know, how you utilize these apps, you know, where you guys come from um, in your experiences with these apps. Um, the first thing I want to ask is, do you guys ever lie on your dating app profiles? 100%. As far as what goes? Uh, I mean, anything. Height, weight, um, age, anything, like, at all. Like, do you, do you maybe not even fully lie, but romanticize the truth a little bit to try to make yourself seem more appealing? I definitely do. Um, mostly just for the sake of, like, I don't know how sketchy this girl might be, so like I'm not trying to give away you know any specific details. So like if she asks yeah. me some stuff, I'm like, number one, I don't know you. Number two, you don't deserve to know me that well. Uh, I'm gonna just say whatever I gotta say to get to my end goal here. If I'm being you know completely transparent. Yeah, <laughs> this does not surprise me. <laughs> well, no, this is good. I, I I mean I want the transparency because yeah, we no, need to I... see that specific perspective. Uh, what about you, Danny? Um, I would say I think actually my problem is that I don't lie is that I'm too honest with people and pretty much not almost every match I'd say maybe like 65 to 70 percent of the matches I've gotten have been like you're too honest you're too upfront so I would say yeah I don't lie but I probably should what about uh, so have you ever experienced a date who you found out lied on their profile in any way Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> because when I have gone on dating apps, like I said, it's for the purpose of dating. So I get, you know, I go on there saying, you know, not looking for hookups. I'm looking for a relationship and dates and things like that. And then they 
oftentimes will tell me, yeah, I'm looking for relationships or at the very least a date as well. And then I will be told on a date or a hangout or something like that, oh, I'm actually not looking for anything or let's fuck. I'm like either okay or I'm going to go home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steven, what about you? Interesting. No, I'm I'm pretty honest. Like I have no real reason to tell any BS. Like I think I'm pretty incredible just as I am. Jeez. So, <laughs> rolling my eyes so hard right now. <laughs> There's really no reason to lie. Um, no, but I really, honestly, like, I don't lie in them. I, I have such little expectations whenever I talk to anyone on there or whenever I actually go out with them that I just, there's no reason for me to lie because I just, they're either going to like me or they're not going to like me or I'm going to like them or I'm not going to like them. So for me, there's just no reason to BS anything. And okay. that's, that's actually the truth. And that, that's one thing I will not lie about. I am very, very honest and upfront about my intentions. And like, if, if I meet up with a girl and we're, you know, we're on a date and it's going well, and she's like, you know, like, um, I'm, you know, looking for a relationship. I right then and there tell her, I apologize. I am not the man for you. And so like, as sleazy as I sound on here so far, like I am very honest about that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got one question, but just one follow up on that. So it, Let's say you, you go out with them and like 30 minutes in, that comes up. Do you just leave immediately? I've actually never had that happen that quickly. Um, it's happened like at the end of a second date one time and it ended very abruptly after that. In an happy way? In an unhappy way. She was very upset. She's like, I thought we had a connection. I did as well. It just wasn't an emotional connection. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is something to be said about that transparency. I mean, it's it's tough for people to hear and it's it's also tough to express, but you know, you you that honesty is essentially saving them from pro- possibly more hurt down the road. So I think that even though it, you know, from a surface level people might say, "Oh, this guy's sleazy." I think there is that that honesty to say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I'm looking for something more physiological rather than emotional, that gives them the opportunity to, you know, walk away, you know, with, with their, you know, if they don't want that, they can at that point. If you just keep it hidden, like Danny was experiencing, these people would act like they wanted relationships and then in the middle of it say, actually, no, I was just looking to fuck the whole time. You know, that's where I feel like th- those are the real sleazy people. So. Sure, yeah. And yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, break anyone's heart or waste anyone's time. I'm just, I know exactly what I'm looking for out of these dating apps. Because like, just like uh, Steven said, like, I have such low expectations of any, anything I, you know, that comes from these dating apps, which is just kind of, I guess, a stereotype. It's just kind of the taboo view we have of them, I guess. Well, let me ask all you guys, because that's kind of how it, well, maybe I don't. Danny, do you feel like you go into it with low expectations? Um, honestly, it depends on the person because I um try to pay special attention to the things that people are saying. And like in Bumble, I don't know if you know everyone who's listening has used Bumble, but in Bumble you have a bio where you can like shortly list a bit about yourself, your interests, things like that. So I try to pay close attention to things like that, see what people say about themselves, what they highlight as their attributes. So some people I have high expectations, but some people I, like, they put literally nothing down, all they have are selfies. So for some people I set the bar very low, but for people who build themselves up like, oh, I'm like 
like um, an ICU graduate or something. You're like, oh, I like, I'm super family oriented. I've got all these goals and ambitions. I expect a lot from them. So it's honestly all over the place. But I try and, you know, have, I guess, middle ground expectations for everybody. I try not to be like a pessimist about everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I suppose that makes sense with what you were saying, your, your, actual intentions behind the dating apps is to find uh, an actual relationship. I'm curious for Daniel and Steven, you guys say you both have very low expectations. My question with that is if you have such low expectations for this app, why do you participate in it at all? If if you don't really have anything to strive for? Uh, (laughs) I mean, it goes without saying that it is an easy way because it's an easy way to get in contact with, like, a female that you know is already single. So, well, presumably single. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <You never know. laughs> I guess yeah. you don't really know. but you never count that out. But, I mean, there's definitely something intimidating about, like, living in Chicago here, uh, walking down the street or going to bars. Like, there's just, there's a bunch going on. And it's, sometimes it's hard to, like, actually strike up a conversation of any depth. So it gives you the opportunity to know that someone's single kind of get an idea of what they look like in the different pictures and then getting to know a little bit about them. It's just kind of a, a an easy way to approach someone and to set something up. And it's I think it's less intimidating than going to a bar and just trying to hope that you find someone to talk to. Okay. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it's just an easier opener than some of the other ways. Would you agree with that, Daniel? Is that how you feel about it? Yeah, no, I'd say very, very similar. And also, like, it's, it's, it is fun meeting new people and, like, going on a date. Like, I, I have a genuinely good time on a majority of the dates that I do go on. And so it's just a fun new way to meet people. And it's really noncommittal. Like, I've canceled a Tinder date just last weekend, actually. So, I mean, it's super easy, like, to meet people and then... If you're not feeling it, it's not a big deal. I swiped right to get this thing started. I can easily swipe nothing to not have to go on this date. Yeah. Well, I'm so for all of you, have you like had like genuine friendships that have just come out of this app, or is it pretty much if like the date doesn't work out, you're done with these people? I've actually had a genuine friendship uh, come of it. It was actually Tinder again. I'm embarrassed to admit, Jesus. But um. <laughs> No, um, met this girl. Um, she was in the U.S. for an internship. She was from France, and we had a pretty long fling. I think it was like about four months. And she was really cool, real sweet girl, real ambitious, and uh, yeah, we still keep in touch. So no, I've actually have gotten a friendship out of it. I'm curious about Danny's perspective on that. Well, I think throughout the course of my use of dating apps, which is, again, like about three years now, um, I have had some friendships arise out of it. And over time, I've lost touch with most of them, either because they found relationships or I've been back and forth between relationships. So I've cut those people off. But over the course of time of using those apps, I have formed a few genuine friendships. I check up on those people every now and then, or they'll catch up with me, we'll talk a bit. And... There are some genuinely nice people on those apps. Few and far in between, but they're there nonetheless. Yeah. Um, So, Stephen, you brought up an interesting thing just with, like, the convenience of it. And, you know, it's it's almost like you have better chances to just strike up something than just going to a bar and hoping that works. So, I guess, in general, 
how do you think, you know, now using these apps, how do you compare it to your chances offline, like in everyday life for pursuing a relationship compared to these apps? Like, do you think that you really, the best, most appropriate way to find a relationship is through an online experience? Okay, so I, I think this question is interesting because my thought is there's obviously an advantage in real life to getting to know someone. Like let's say a coworker, you might spend like basically every day with them. You kind of know the ins and outs and like their little habits and stuff. So you can really build a foundation of what that person is actually like. But almost mathematically speaking, I don't know, not mathematically, but just in, it just seems like it would actually be easier to meet someone on a dating app because you could kind of like field it really quick. You could just be like, okay, I'm gonna go out with this person. I already like, like you can, you can already like check all the boxes that you want. And if there's enough of the boxes, then you'll go out with them. And then you can kind of through process of elimination, just like sort of figure it out that I almost feel like the chances of meeting someone on a dating app, if you actually put the effort into it, is every bit as likely as meeting someone in real life. Depending on your circumstances, I think in like in big cities, versus suburbs versus out in the country like this is all going to change but based on my experience where i'm at right now i feel like there's probably a 50 50 shot of me meeting someone on a dating app that i would get married to versus meeting someone just at a party or through connection okay danny what about you um i don't i don't look at it so much statistically as i do like emotionally because i'm a very like um emotionally like emotion-centric person yeah my conflict with that is like as far as going out to meet someone I'm a bit of an introvert like initially upon meeting people like I'm very surface level like very um like if you're to meet a co-worker for the first time like I'm like that with everybody that I meet like on the streets or whatever I'm very casual I try to keep things impersonal whereas if I meet someone on a dating app it's for like I said the sole intention of getting to know someone forming that real connection and potentially going to pursue something romantic so right away I start off with you know my intentions where I come from me as a person and if things you know kick off that way then right away I start a connection so in my opinion I well for people like myself I think that apps are a little more likely to bring us that real connection and find us someone significant versus um going out to find someone in person and having to like gradually build up and not even knowing the intention behind that person when they're talking to you. Yeah. Daniel, what do you think? Um, I, I mean, honestly, I would much rather meet someone in real life than on a dating app. Um, I'm definitely an extrovert. Um, and I also feel like a majority of communication is nonverbal. And so like whenever you meet someone on Tinder for the first time, you know, you, whatever you're saying, it's just like, hi, how are you? Where are you from? And it's just kind of dry and boring. And I would much rather have that conversation in person and just, you know, I feel like you get to know them a lot better. You can kind of see how they're vibing with you, their body language. And, um, I would, you know, much rather meet someone in real life. Just, it's just, I kind of like what Steven said, it's just easier to meet people on these dating apps just for the sake of actually, you know, you don't meet, you run into people on the bar as often as you do as you could just swipe right, I guess. Well, it's, it's really interesting to hear the two kind of opposing perspectives. And 
and I think a lot of times we hear like all of these ideas on dating apps, like whether it's a negative connotation for what they bring or, oh yeah, I found my soulmate because of the algorithm or whatever, you know, people Does say. anybody <laughs> say that? <laughs> I guess people working for eHarmony do, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just saying like, maybe there is really something to the, the difference in like introverts versus extroverts. You know, it's, you know, for Danny, it, it seems like it's a lot easier to find that comfortability after, you know, number one, from knowing somebody's intentions or like having a solid base of knowing someone's intentions to go forward. Whereas, you know, Daniel, you like to kind of go with the flow and be able to read off of their body language and, and also just, you know, be outward due to your extroverted nature. And I, I think a lot of times that that gets overlooked with these dating apps is, is really our personalities. How, how do the dating apps fit into how, how we are as people? But I'm wondering for all you guys, like when you do end up with somebody or you go on dates with somebody, is there any lingering negativity that comes with the fact that you might've met them on an app as opposed to real life? Do you feel any of that? Yes. Um, for the first few months of dating uh, my girlfriend who I met on Tinder, when people asked us how we met, I would always just say I rescued her from space pirates. And just hopefully, you know, they would laugh and then not actually ask the details again. But I was very embarrassed at first, yes. Okay. <laughs> Steven, with your girlfriend, how did, did you feel that at all? Uh, well, I guess I did because whenever somebody would ask, I would never really give an answer. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, actually, to be honest with you, I just made stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just be like, oh, I don't know. I just found her somewhere. <laughs> People would be like, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is sort of like a, it's just not a, it's not a sexy story. It's not. It's yeah. like, I mean, I like, <laughs> I always like, like having some like cool romantic story or something that's beautiful. And it's like, yeah, no, we just matched each other, met at a bar and we're like, Went out a couple times. And I swiped okay. right. She was hot. I said, let's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's just not as much to it. Now. It's just not a fancy story. <laughs> I'm guessing, Danny, you have a different perspective based on her <laughs> appreciation. Yeah. You see, I, I think, I don't know. I feel like it may come down to a male versus female perspective here because I'm seeing a lot of the uh, sort of the physical aspect coming from the male perspective and for me, I'm coming from the emotional perspective, and I'm a generally brutally honest person, be it positive or negative. I'm generally very upfront about my feelings, my intentions, things like that. So when people have asked, like, when I met my um, ex, where, where we met, I'm like, we met online. We met on a dating website that was meant for dating. We didn't meet on Tinder. We didn't meet on a hookup site. We met on an actual dating website. He's like, don't tell people that. I don't want people to know that that's what we did. But in my opinion, I see it as kind of more of a rewarding thing to tell people because you hear so many stories of failures. You hear so many stories of like, oh, we just like fucked like a few times or like, oh, let's make this official. But I think it's kind of empowering in a way to have like a story that could have gone awry become something special and something romantic. So yeah. I, I have no qualms, no shame about, you know, telling someone if I had met someone on a dating app. I think it's charming, if anything, if something is to work out. Yeah. And I mean, 
I mean, this is the world now. I mean, everything's so technologically based. It, it almost is the new natural. So it, it's interesting that the stigma, there is any stigma still. I, I think you made a, a really good point that the differences between males and females. I mean, there's tons of studies that, that say the there are more women that are typically looking for something more, you know, in terms of a companionship rather than physical. Whereas, you know, I mean, this would probably seem obvious, but you know, it's, it's kind of proven by research. And so, you know, maybe that's a distinction. Whereas, you know, men are like, oh, well, everyone thinks the way that I think about how these dating apps are for just fucking. So I don't want people to know that that's how we met. Um, I mean, that's kind of an overgeneralization, but I, I think there could be some truth to it. Um, now I'm also curious about how often do you actually end up going on dates with the people that you match with? Pretty rarely. I'd say like one out of 10, maybe one out of 15. Okay. I actually meet eh, one out of eight. I'd go one out of eight. Is there a reason behind that? Like being low or you just more practical to not see as many people? <laughs> um, I mean, part of it has to do with like when you match with them and you kind of get to know them a little bit, you kind of make a distinction and make the decision. It's not worth my time to go out, right? pay for drinks, go out on a night that's usually a work night, be out late to just meet some person who I'm going to not ever want to meet again. And if I can make that distinction before I go and do it, I always end up just not going. Gotcha. Yeah, my number is definitely like not one out of eight. It'd be like one out of like 40. <laughs> It'd be like way, way less. I, I, I almost never, I mean, I'm also just not good at using dating apps because I just, I'm so impatient and I just give up like really fast. I'm just like, oh, you, you haven't responded yet? Like, like I'm just I I'm, I'm done with it. Like I don't even try doing it. I will say though, uh, when I did, there was like a little stretch, like for two months, where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just dedicate more time to this. And I did have much better results in terms of like, I feel like my matches were better. Like I felt like I and I went I went out with people like once a week maybe for a stretch, and that was kind of fun or cool. I I, I think it, like it is, it is a fun and exciting experience when you actually putting the time on it but if there's one misconception it's that dating apps are just like easy like oh yeah you just swipe right and you just hook up with someone it, it's it's it is easy in certain ways but you actually have to put in the effort to like actually True. message them and get a conversation led in a direction that they actually will meet up with you it's not just hey i want to meet up with you hey i want to meet up with you and like it there's it's more effort than i think people realize if if you've never done it before gotcha what about you, Danny? What's your percentage? <laughs> well, t as like I said, I'm sure not everyone who's listening has used both Tinder and Bumble because, you know, everyone's different. They all want to do different stuff. Well, yeah. you know, with Tinder, it's like a mutual match. And then with Bumble, you have to, um, the woman has to respond first. So it's not an automatic thing. So collectively, I could have matched with, let's say, 500 people. I can message 100 of those people. And let's say if I messaged 100 people within the last two months, I would say I've met maybe 15 of them. 
Okay. And I don't know how long I've used those apps altogether. So I'd say maybe like 30 or so people I've met. I'm trying to think, where else was this going? <laughs> what was the other part <laughs> of this question? For someone who said that she's not a big like statistics person, she's like giving a pretty yeah, like, yeah. intense <laughs> breakdown. She's all about that. I will. Sorry, I'm not two her. Months, two I, yeah, the, squared divided by the hookup. 13.567. <laughs> Holy shit. Three repeating. <laughs> uh, the, the original question was how often do you actually go on dates? And then I guess the follow-up is what's the reason why it might be so low or anything like that. Okay. Short answer, not often. Long answer, it's very hard. Like I said, I'm very like in pursuit of genuine connections and things like that. And it's very hard to gauge how people feel because one person can say something, be it in person or online, and have it be genuine or ingenuine. And for me, I, gen- I genuinely like have a hard time picking out when people are being sincere or not on the internet because you can't read tone, you can't read body language, so... If I can't tell that someone's being genuine with me or I'm not getting a good feeling, I won't meet them. So overall, my like um, actual meetup ratio has been very low for that reason. So you feel like you have pretty high standards for actually making a date happen? It's not so much high standards as like you can tell when someone's just trying to fuck you. You can tell when someone's right. just being an asshole and you can tell when someone's trying to fuck with your mind to get, you know into you or whatever right and that's generally i can kind of pick up on that so i find that a lot of the times whenever i'm on dating apps so that's why i don't meet too many people so i actually want to comment on one thing on this because i think that this is something that separates dating apps from meeting people in real life on dating apps you can kind of like date different people that you probably wouldn't have ever actually like gone up to or ended up with like your walks of life would have never actually like crossed paths right. or it's maybe it's a, like someone's of a race or ethnicity or a look that you've never like had any experience with. Mm-hmm. It gives you the opportunity to easily kind of select that. And that's something that you like that I've noticed is a big difference between actually dating uh, in the past before dating apps versus now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and you would like that. You think that's a positive? You, li- you like I think it, I think it's an interesting positive because based off my experiences, like there are times where I might just go out with someone one time, but it's just like a, it's a cool, like as Daniel said, like it's a, it's nice just to meet different people and, and it's, it's a, it's, it can be just a fun, just a fun time. Just go in and get a couple of drinks and talking to someone. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like that aspect a lot. I think that's something that dating apps brings that's positive and very unique. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I, the last question that I have for you guys is if you think that, I mean, because you kind of have to make selections of the people that you want to even pursue a conversation with. Do you think dating apps make you more judgmental? Um, no, I'd say it's it's about the same. Like, I like to think I'm not judgmental, but I, you know, we kind of all automatically just make those judgments when we see someone. Yeah. And so, on a dating app, a lot of times I just swipe a lot more. Than I would. Let's say. I mean, I don't know what the the real life version of a swiping right would be, but <laughs> sometimes I'll just go for bulk, and I, I I never even look at all their pictures. I'll just look at a few, and then swipe right. Look at a few. Eh, nope. Swipe left. You know, I make it quick. Get in. Get out. Go. Okay. 
Yeah, I guess not. There's an incoherent way to answer the question. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're the only one who's answered the question so far. Steven and Danny over there picking their freaking noses. I'm literally yeah. sitting here with my hands on my lap. Excuse no. you. No, but sure we don't have this video. Yes, but I'm positive. Take, take note, listeners. They were picking their noses. Just I was not, I promise. Take note, listeners. I'm here in real life, and I they were we picking should, their noses. I knew we should have done a video podcast. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was it for my uh, questions. So we can. Uh, I I want to hear some like specific stories from you guys. I actually have one, not from me, but I've heard something that happened. You guys have any funny stories or like horror stories or anything with dating apps? I, I specifically don't have a ton of. Um, I don't have a ton of good stories. That's why <laughs> I'm. All, I I, I kind of wish I did. Um, but I, I like to hear other people's stories. No, hold on. You do have one really good story <laughs> where that, that one girl messaged you. I remember you told me about this. And she just like, she messaged you first and like had a one word response. Oh do you remember my what I'm God. talking about? Do I still have the screenshots of that? That was literally the most hellish thing. Okay. So we, so one thing, it's not even really much of an actual story. It's just, it was the most like cliche conversation of all time of just like, <laughs> Why do you even exist? Like, this is like, <laughs> like, literally on Bumble, a girl messaged me and she's like, oh, you went to the University of Tennessee. That's so cool. And I'm like, okay, all right. She read my bio. Okay. So I respond. I'm like, yep. And then I, I was like, I, start, I said something to her. And then every message that I would send, she would just give one word responses. I was like, so why did you move to Chicago? She's like, work. And then this went on for like five or six messages. And then what did I even end up saying in the end? I was just like. I, I feel like you're like, why did you message me? If, or you're like, what do, what do I have to do to get more than one word? Response? Oh, yeah. Then I said, what do I have to do to get more than one word out of you? And she said, IDK. <laughs> and I was like, you, are you fucking serious? I'm like, what? How is this a thing? Well, it, I, that story cracks me up because it's Bumble specifically. So she had to make the effort to message you first uh-huh. and then she just like put no effort in after she did that. Yeah. Doesn't make any fucking sense. No, that's that's one of my pet peeves <laughs> is cuz anytime a girl starts giving me one word answers, my assumption is just, "Oh, she's not interested." And so that's always my key to stop. But I've had on several occasions a girl start giving me one word answers and once I get a few, I just think, "Oh, you know, she's not in, she's not interested in me, whatever. You know, we'll go our different ways." And then a few days will go by and they'll message me again, like, what's up? And then so we'll, you know, have a few back and forths. And then it just goes back to the one word answers again. Yeah. And that's, it's obnoxious. Danny, could you please explain? Yes, please. Please. I'm so glad you're here because we get to hear the the other end of this. So like, I mean, it goes both ways. Let's see. Am I not interesting? Or like, what what the fuck's, why, why are you giving one word answers? It pisses me off. I think it goes for both genders, regardless to say, because I mean, there's lots of men who have given me one-word answers a lot of the time. That's typically how it goes for me with those sorts of things. And I don't think it comes down to necessarily one gender stereotype or the other. It comes down to what kind of person you are and what yeah. you consider genuine communication, what you consider acceptable to talk to people. Because some people talk to their friends or their family that way. They'll talk in one-word responses, and that's just the way they are. I don't think it comes down to like necessarily being uninterested in the person, although that's a very common symptom of it i just think it's up to what kind of person you are so i 
do not want to generalize and participate in this bitterness that's going on. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. No. I wouldn't discredit anybody because I've talked to people who are very like short in their um <clears throat> short in their communications and everything like that. I'm just like I asked them up front. I'm like, are you interested in pursuing a conversation with me or would you like to just dis- like, you know, just disassociate? And either mm. they'll say, I'm not interested in talking to you or they'll be like, oh, I didn't know you wanted to talk more. And either we'll find, we'll come to some sort of resolution because, you know, that's the adult thing to do is to talk about your problems and mm. then come to a resolution. And if you can't come to a resolution, move on with your life. It's not that complicated. It's just yeah. about communication. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. And then you also get the people that are like Steven who just suck with technology and they don't even know how to work on it. <laughs> yo, yo. Yo, yo, This isn't the shots fired at Steven time. All right, I have a story. So I don't use dating apps, but um, my sister told me this is a fucked up story. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Her, It wasn't my sister, but it was one of her friends. She... One of her friends went on a date with a guy. It actually went really, really well. Um, they, and like at the end of the date, they kissed. He asked her to come back home with, with him. And she was like, no, I really want to, but you know, let's not do it for the first night. So he dropped her off at home. And over the next couple of days, she noticed she was getting this, like something was tearing away at her skin around her mouth. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And so she went into the doctor and the doctor, you know, she got tests done or whatever. And then when the doctor came back to her, he was like freaking out. He's like, who have you been seeing lately? And she's like, why? What's going on? And he's like, you have a bacteria that is eating away at your skin that's caused by cannibals. <gasps> what? Yes. So if she had gone home with this guy, and I, I don't know if this part of the story is true, but supposedly like the cops had been looking for this guy because he had eaten chicks off of these dating apps. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I feel like my whole world has changed right god. now. I'm, I'm deleting all of them, man. The players are already gone. I'm, I'm relieved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to be careful. You don't know these people, so you just never know what the hell's going on. Thank God, though, that she didn't go home with that guy, because who yeah, knows? Yeah, got a I mean, Jeffy Dahmer's little cousin, just, <laughs> my God. Oh, yikes. You never know who's trying to eat you, remember? <laughs> remember, Brandon? You never know who's trying to eat you. They're just the whole time thinking, oh, I want to eat that guy. I want to eat that guy. So. Whatever happened to the whole, like, don't talk to strangers on the internet, now we're fucking eating each other. Uh, yeah. Now. What the hell? Um, so, I guess... What what do you guys? I mean, all of us, I I can can participate in this part. But what do we consider like the pros and cons of dating apps ultimately? Um, what do I'd you think is? Go ahead. Yeah, I'd just say it's a more convenient way to meet new people. And so if you yeah if you're not running into the people you you hoped you'd be running into in real life, you can just jump on Tinder, jump on Bumble, and it's just it makes it more convenient and. Negative side of it is also you could run into uh, someone who is literally trying to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer is always just one swipe away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from a perspective of a person who doesn't use them, I, I can say that they're 
the temptations that I have to use them are de- like right now I live in a city. I don't really know anybody. I, I know like w- one couple and the, the weird thing about just like the landscape of the way the world is like, it's, it's a little weirder to become close with people that you work with. It's a little weirder to become close with, like I'm in school right now. So it's like, do I try to hang out with those people? You know, what if something happens or, you know, is it going to be uncomfortable at work or, you know, at class and all that stuff. And so this, this does kind of take away that kind of lingering thing. Um, I also, the thing about me too, is I don't drink. So like going to bars doesn't really fit me either. Um, so the, it's not even the convenience aspect about it that seems positive to me. It's, it's more like the opportunity aspect of it. Like you, there are so many people using these apps that you just have better chances to meet all these different kinds of people. And I think the, what Steven was saying about the diversity aspect of it is something that can't be overlooked because people that you might not have ever met because of just different walks of life. Now you have the opportunity to, because of what's at our fingertips. And I think that's, that's something that's special. Sure. Sure. So for me, pros are easy way to meet people. Um, then diversity, um, it's also, it's beneficial where you're in a situation like, let's say you only work from home, so you don't have a good social life and it's just kind of difficult to, to meet people. So I think it helps in that aspect. And, um, I mean, it just, it, it, it also just gives you a chance to hook up with someone or find love. So like, those are the pros. The cons would be Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be one swipe away uh it's also it, i don't think it's a bad thing to tell people that you met your significant other but it's not a sexy story and i think that some people look at it negatively when they're when they hear that you're on dating apps although i don't think that anyone should really care about that i've come around i, yeah. I have come around to that it's not me too me too i'm not as uh embarrassed as i was um and other than that cons okay so cons also it's just annoying as hell to have this just surface le- surface level conversation that just people go dark all the time. Like probably ninety percent of conversations that I swear get started are just completely pointless and don't go anywhere at all. It's just like, hey, hey, what's up? Nothing. That's it. That's there's just they just go dark. That that kind of stuff happens all the time, and it's just kind of. And I, I guess my last con, kind of in, in kind of like similarly. It's also just awkward sometimes. Like I can get a, it, it can be awkward if you show up somewhere oh, and there's just absolutely. no chemistry yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> at all or just not what you expected. And you're just sitting there and you're like, how the hell am I going to get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Danny, what are your pros and cons? All right, I'm going to try and turn this into a big life lesson because that's, that's what I do with my everyday. I try and make everything into something I can wrap up and sleep with at the end of the day and feel good about myself with. So I'd say I think the pros of dating apps, I would say, is I've learned to expand my horizons a lot as far as the people I would be interested in goes. Because I used to have, like, very specific types of people that I was interested in, like, personality, education, personal habits, things like that. And I've been much more open-minded as far as that sort of thing goes. Even as far as, like, relationships go. Because, like, things aren't always romantic. Things can be just friendly. Things can be sexual at times. And I've learned to accept that sort of thing. What other pros are there? 
and like I said earlier, I'm more of an introverted person and I also don't have a car. So it's very hard for me to like, like if someone wants to get out to the city, like 24 seven, like I can't do that all the time. So it's nice to like sift out the people who are willing to come out and see me or people who are willing to meet in the middle and in general, just get a good feel for people sometimes, not all the time, but you know. Sometimes before you meet people, it's just a safer way to sort of gauge who you're talking to before you meet them. Yeah. And in general, I think it's just a fun way for people like myself to just sort of find new people to talk to, even if nothing comes out of it, even if it is surface level. It's just a nice way to, even if for a moment, find a new connection with people, talk about something mutually interesting, or just talk about your day and just have a conversation because it can alleviate a little bit of the loneliness <laughs> yeah no absolutely what about cons cons i would say which is what we've been saying for like the past 10 minutes you never know who you could meet or who you could be talking to the potentials for things to go awry are endless yeah. and for me like i i've been constantly saying i seek emotional gratification above all else so to a lot of apps, you know, like conversations go nowhere, things are stale, there's no chemistry. And for me, that's the least rewarding thing. That's the most upsetting thing is if things go wrong or things are just boring, you wonder, where did I go wrong? Or like, am I not interesting? Or is this person just an asshole? And it's frustrating at times. And what are some other cons? And just, you never know what someone's thinking behind their words or, you know, someone could write you the sweetest message or, you know, send you corny love quotes or whatever. But at the end of the day, they could just be trying to get in your pants. So it's very difficult to gauge where someone's mind is at. But in my opinion, just being the way that I am, I think the pros outweigh the cons personally. Yeah. Well, to go back to your second con, the, uh, you know, how it impacts you, you know, thinking like, is there something wrong with me? How do you battle that? Because I'm a big you know, encourager of like, just because it doesn't work out, it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's just, they weren't the right person. How, how do you handle that adversity with these dating apps? If you don't have a lot of success? Well, oh, that comment, it, it stung a little bit. <laughs> Backhanded comment there, Dick. Like, what? Oh. So what's wrong what? with what? you, What are you talking about? What did I say? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Wait, what did I say that stung a little bit? It's just like, if you don't have a lot of success, like, oh, thanks for the reminder. Yeah, my apps are gone, I know. <laughs> I mean, actually, no, I'm, I'm saying the biggest if failure you don't here. have... I barely had any relationship come out of it, so... Well, no, I'm saying if you haven't had success, I'm not saying that you're not going to have success. I'm just saying like when you don't, like mm-hmm. how do you how do you handle that? How do you battle it? And it's honestly, it, it depends, you know, person to person who it is. Like if I've had people like I thought I've had really nice connections with, like people I've had like really deep talks with, like for me, spirituality is like at the core of who I am. Like I, I care a lot about like humans at our core, like what we, like what happens after we die, like all that stuff, like, all the deep, stupid shit. But, like, um, you know, I've had people that I've had, I thought I formed very genuine connections with people that I found very fascinating, people that I think, you know, have been fascinated by me, people that I'm just genuinely intrigued by, and people I want to get to know on a deeper level, and I want to see and talk to more frequently. And I think I get most discouraged when people like that disappear, or they say you know, this isn't going to work or I'm not looking for anything. 
the I'm not looking for anything after having gone on multiple dates is probably what discourages me the most. But I think um, when things like that happen, in order to feel positive, I think, you know, it wasn't meant to be then. There's someone out there for me in time who will know what they're looking for and who will be upfront with me. And there will be someone who has an even more genuine connection with me. And I think, you know, in order to build yourself up, you've got to jump over hurdles and like get through everything first to get to the good place that you're at. So I think of it as more of like a test of strength and a test of how, you know, how far I'm willing to go and how much I will build myself up if things continue to, well, it sounds depressing, but like, the more adversity yeah. I face, the stronger I become, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's honesty. Like, a, a lot of people probably face that same thing. And so to, to hear that, I mean, that, that transparency will probably encourage people to, to understand that as well. Because I think a lot of times we can get caught up in this idea that there's something wrong with us or it's never going to work out because it hasn't yet. Um, but you never know. Jeffrey Dahmer might be around the corner, but maybe the love of your life is too. So... <laughs> Maybe you just gotta watch out for those cannibals. Maybe the love of your life is Jeffrey Dahmer. Who knows? Or maybe maybe it's Jesus Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Dahmer is just right around the corner. <laughs> what about you guys? You like if you guys don't have like success on on the apps, does it does it bother you a lot, or do your low expectations kind of counteract that? How, how do you feel about that? Um, <laughs> it doesn't bother me one bit because if a girl's not feeling me, it's definitely on her. <laughs> I am charming and handsome and genuine. Most arrogant person in the podcast might have just shifted. We've got a new person. There's a difference between arrogance and knowing what you got. Oh. Steven. Oh. Let's uh, let's establish that right off the bat. Okay. But, but, I mean, mean, obviously I'm being too much. um, But, like, it, it really doesn't because, like, I've... I mean, if it doesn't work out, I never even really think twice about it. I just think it's, I have a very much sales approach to dating apps where it's just on to the next bulk approach. And you've also got different intentions. And yeah, and my intentions are like, because like, I mean, eventually like the, you know, sleazy pig I'm coming off as right now, like I, <laughs> I do plan on getting married and having the love of my life and that will happen. And when it does, it does. And in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy myself and you know, run with my purpose for having these apps. I, I think that is honestly an, an incredible point, which is just having that that mindset when you go into it of like being upfront with people. I, I think as long as you're upfront with people, most things are okay as long as it's agreed upon. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's a big part of this to me. Right. Well, I'm curious too, because you had a very long relationship from Tinder. When you went into that relationship, were you – like with the intentions of, oh, this is just going to be a hookup and then it evolved into something? Or did you think it was going to be something from the get-go? No, um, I was I was kind of on the fence, honestly. Um, I mean, if I'm being as transparent as possible, my idea was, oh, I hope I get a blowjob out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I went on the date because, I mean, I, you know, I was attracted to her. And then right off the bat, she was really cool. Just an absolute sweetheart, like really connected with her. And I thought, I was honestly mad because I was like, I didn't want to like meet someone cool on this app. Yeah. And um, I would also say that my long-term relationship ending is also the reason I'm in the state I'm in now. Yeah. Like, you know, Yikes. you know, being in a relationship for that long, when you get out of it, it's like, ah, oh, well, I guess now I'm just going to run wild and see what happens. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a huge truth to that. I, I've definitely been there too. So it's, it's, it's a, a level of adversity that's, you know, when you're on the outside, it's easy to say like, don't do that, or that's not the healthy way. But when you go through something where you really cared about someone and you lost them, sometimes you can get kind of lost in that, uh, that recklessness, quote unquote, um, as people might, might call it. But yeah, that's, that's a very real thing. So I appreciate that. Um, is there any other things you guys wanted to mention or any final thoughts on, on stuff? Yeah, I think we, uh, I think we could do the yeah, overall final thought for me. Um, I think that dating apps are looked upon in the wrong way. I think that I wish that people didn't look at it in such a negative light because I think that people, especially older people, it just gets looked at as oh, what's with those dating apps, those hookup apps, those uh, those young damn kids, kids <laughs> and their trading STDs on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but basically, yeah, just the kind of that concept I wish would go away. I do think it is sort of unfortunate how that idea of how in our heads of this like perfect romance of blossoming, like getting to know someone that you met. Uh, I don't know how honestly how dating worked way back in the day, so I'm gonna make up a really weird situation. But maybe someone's milking a cow, and you walk up to them, and you're like, "I love the way you milk that cow," and then it just turns into a whole thing like. Well, if you like the way I milk this cow, then maybe I should go to dinner with you sometime. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> I should have stopped talking a while ago, but... I don't know how it worked back then, so I'm giving them a hypothetical. <laughs> but whatever this beautiful love story that involves this cow, um, th- this is, you know, this, this is, is in our heads. In our heads, we kind of want a story like this, maybe. Sort of similar to this. <laughs> yes, that's how I, I hope like I'm going to get to a different topic here. I can't wait to meet the woman of my dreams smoking a cow one day. Can't wait to meet the heifer of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think this story was lost in this. Maybe, maybe Aladdin. You know, Aladdin. He's a peasant, and he. Okay. Not, a peasant's not my word. It's just like it's in, you know you know the context of it. It's a peasant. We, we feel you. Basically, yes. make a long story short. Fucking finish the fairy tales. <laughs> Fairy tales are just not. Dating apps are not fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was good ending point. <laughs> he had to bring in a milk and cow example to say that dating apps aren't fairy tales. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get there? <laughs> Any other final thoughts? <laughs> Danny, please save me. Yeah, how can you how can you follow that honestly? No. I don't think I can. No, that, yeah. Honestly. I mean, thanks for having me though, guys. Uh, it was fun. All right, fine then. Steven ruined it at the end. So. <laughs> ruined everything. Okay, okay. So if there are no no other final thoughts, I do want to say that uh, thank you both both for being on here. It's a uh, yeah. It was really great to have like four just totally different viewpoints on this. I think that was that like added something. Oh, sure, for sure. Um, I hope that our listeners got something out of this because I know that when it comes to the dating apps, a lot of times you only hear certain perspectives. So I hope that hearing a, a few different ones here was of some value. If you do like this episode or you do like our content, you can find us on your podcast apps. You can also find us on our website, everythingmustgopodcast.com. 
You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at EMGPod. Or send us an email to comment on how, uh, I don't know, maybe how you met your significant other. Whether it was milking a cow or it was you thought they were going to be Jeffrey Dahmer and they ended up being Jesus Dahmer. Or, um... It's an interesting joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or they... Yeah, or you can leave us a voicemail at 513-427-EMG5 and tell us a joke. Or, honestly, it'd be great if you left us a voicemail on how you uh, met your significant other in some amazing way. Other than that, I think that uh, about covers everything here. And um, what's the next episode, Brandon? The next episode is a spotlight episode. We'll keep the guest... Um, to your imagination right now, but you'll you'll hear that tomorrow. I uh, did want to mention you will hear Danny on our Halloween episode in the future. Um, Danny, did you want to give a shout out to your uh, your Instagram as well? Because I know you like to pub your stuff. Oh, absolutely. My Instagram is it's underscore Danny, which is D-A-N-I underscore M-U-A, and I am a Furless Cosmetics affiliate, so if you want 10% off of all Furless Cosmetics products, which we have brushes, eyeshadows, all that good stuff, just go ahead and click on my link and you'll save 10% and it'll help me out a little bit. So if you like makeup and all that girly gay shit, then go ahead and give my Instagram uh, a little peep. Where do I click? <laughs> <laughs> we got one person here. I got one what, person. what about you, Daniel? What are you What are you advertising for us today? What are your uh, products? I'd like to say for all the uh, eligible <laughs> single ladies listening, <laughs> Daniel J. Ray the second. I am um, gainfully employed, I have no kids, and I have great credit. <laughs> Hell of a sale. There we go. All right, well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Yes. Bye.